This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club as part of a special show for the 2016 Hong Kong International Literary Festival. Our storytellers are regular people just like you who decided to give storytelling a try. When we asked Katie why she joined storytelling, she told us that she joined to learn how to dazzle crowds. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, follow us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Katie. So I was about 11 years old, and it was a warm spring day at the Catholic school that I went to near Chicago. When I got into the room that morning, the nun and the priest and a guest speaker were standing up at the front. And the last time they were all at the front, they were actually talking to us about becoming a nun or a priest. So I kind of settled in good to my desk and got ready for a really long, boring chat on the joys of nunnery. But all of a sudden, the nun announced, boys, you follow the priest, and you will go into this room, and girls, you're going to stay in this room. All right, this is interesting. The boys are leaving. What are we going to talk about? That's when the guest speaker lifted up a big, dusty cardboard box and set it on the table. The nun announced, Ladies, today we're going to learn about our bodies. <laughs> now, I'm an 11-year-old girl that looks like an 11-year-old boy at this stage, so I kind of shifted uncomfortably in my desk. And I peeked into the box, and the first thing that the, that the guest speaker pulled out was uh, an image of female anatomy. And she starts pointing out things that we're supposed to have, like breasts, didn't have those yet, but I start paying extra attention when she starts mentioning fallopian tubes. I had never heard of a fallopian tube, so I started taking notes to make sure to look for that later the night. She then brought out a book, and this wasn't a normal book, this was a pop-up book. And she showed us the way that the egg actually traveled down the fallopian tube by moving a little paper tab. Ah, that's where it is. Okay, making notes. Um, the next thing she showed us was this thing called a, a uterus. And using the paper tab, she showed us what happens to that uterus every month. I was taking rigorous notes. Wow, this is exciting stuff. What's next? She turns the page. Jackpot. It's the male anatomy. <laughs> Pop-up. All of the girls went to the front of their chairs and watched with wide eyes as she moved the paper tab, moving the penis up and down, up and down. And this is the first penis I had seen since a National Geographic magazine. So this was extra exciting for me because I didn't have to move it so I was looking around a grass skirt over some native somewhere. Now... The nun noticed that all of us girls were getting a little too wide-eyed at this, so she decided to put a little good old-fashioned Catholic shame back into us, and she lifted up a big metal tube. Now, I'd seen one of these before, but certainly not in this context. It was an aluminum air duct. It seemed harmless enough until the nun announced, 
Ladies, this is how large your vagina must stretch when you have a baby. All of us crossed our legs a little extra tight, and I whispered to my friend Karen, I'm adopting. Now, the nun and the guest speaker thought that maybe they should give us some tips on how to avoid that baby. So they decided to tell us about all of the sexual sins, first off being teenage pregnancy. And as they started to describe things that we should avoid, something I think called sexual intercourse, you know, everything they were describing was with another person. I'm an 11-year-old flat-chested girl that's not interested in boys whatsoever. So I kind of started to zone out and started sketching fallopian tubes again into, in my notebook. <laughs> and they slowly started adding on other things that were considered sexual sins. And slowly I perked up my ears when they started describing something that didn't involve another person. And I started listening a little bit more intently when I realized that this is something you could do alone in your room at night. And I was definitely doing that thing. <laughs> and apparently it was definitely a sin. And all of a sudden, as I started to pay more attention, it seemed like the entire room disappeared. And the nun's eyes were looking directly at me as she detailed the ways I would be going to hell if I continued this. Now, I had just started doing this, and I wasn't really sure I was ready to give it up because it was feeling really good. But all of a sudden, as she detailed more and more about how awful hell is, I realized I got to give it up. And most of the day just flew by me because I was so concerned about this that at the end of the day, I ran home and I locked myself in my room and I cried because I couldn't believe that what I had just discovered, which was really amazing, I would have to give up or choose to go to hell. So I'm crying and crying, and all of a sudden I hear a knock on my door, and it's my mom. And I'm thinking, this is the last person that I want to see right now. But like a good Catholic girl, I'm remembering, honor thy mother and father, thou shalt not lie. And realize, i got to make a confession to my mom. So I opened the door, and I told her everything. I told her what I'd been doing in my room at night. I told her what the nun said that it was. And I started crying, and I was asking for forgiveness that I had shamed our family, and that I was going to hell. And my mom's face just dropped. And then she said, Oh, Katie, honey, no, no. That's called masturbation. Everyone does it. It's normal. It is? Yes, it's normal. Everyone does it. Even, even you? My mom paused. Yeah, even me, even I do it. It's normal. Even dad? Yeah, especially your father, honey. It's normal. And if I'm thinking, okay, my mom is doing it, my dad is doing it, surely it can't be that bad. And so I start listing everyone I can think of. Like, even my sister, even the neighbor, even the mailman. And I stopped at the person who meant the most to me at that point in a young Catholic schoolgirl's life. Even Jesus? 
Yes, honey, even Jesus masturbated. It's normal. Now go do your homework. That changed everything. I've never felt so empowered as I did that day. I couldn't wait to tell everyone at school that even Jesus was doing this. So I get ready, and I bring all of this information with me, and I wait for the most opportune moment the next day at class where they're lull in the lesson, and I raise my hand in front of the girls and boys and announce, everyone, my mom says masturbation is normal, and even Jesus did it. We're not going to hell. Now I'm thinking I'm going to get like a hero's welcome for this. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like carried out of the room like, yeah. Instead, I was sent out of the room <laughs> to the principal's office. And as I sat there in my Catholic school principal's office, I couldn't see, uh, I couldn't hear what the principal was saying to my mom. But I could see a lot of this. And I'm not quite sure what they talked about. But what I do know is that fall, I started my first day at the public school. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. To listen to our weekly podcast, find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Everyone has a story to tell.